This is the What Happened Today podcast, your daily history podcast that tells you what happened on this day in history. Brought to you by the Productive Leisure Network, online, ProductiveLeisureNetwork.com, and on Facebook and Twitter, at Prod Leisure. I'm your host, Will Floyd, and what happened today, January 6th in 1994, at the U.S. Figure Skating Championships, reigning champion Nancy Kerrigan was attacked by a man wielding an expandable police baton, seriously bruising her leg and making her unable to compete in the U.S. figure skating championships. Pretty quickly after Nancy Kerrigan was attacked, a few really crazy things started to unfold. First of all, cameras were able to be on Nancy Kerrigan within a minute of the actual attack. She had been warming up, practicing her routine on the ice at Detroit's Cobo Hall, goes to the back. She walks behind a curtain to go into the dressing rooms, and she is attacked by a man. People see her and run into her, so it's captured on television. And most famously, it's Nancy Kerrigan screaming, why, 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 over and over again. This is the kind of thing that soap operas are made out of, that over-the-top TV miniseries rely on. And here it is happening in real life in an Olympic sport. And so, with Kerrigan unable to compete in the 1994 U.S. Championships, Tanya Harding ends up winning the U.S. Championships and winning a place at the 1994 Winter Olympics in Lillehammer, Norway, a month later. Due to the attack on Nancy Kerrigan and her being unable to compete through no fault of her own, Nancy Kerrigan is also placed onto the U.S. Olympic team for women's figure skating. And then all sorts of craziness happens. Within a few days, it's clear who actually carried out the attack. A man named Shane Stant had approached Nancy Kerrigan. Then it becomes clear that Shane Stant is friends with Jeff Galuli and Sean Eckhart, who are, respectively, Tanya Harding's husband and bodyguard. So immediately, people start to say that Tanya Harding has put out a hit on Nancy Kerrigan. However, remarkably, Tanya Harding is able to compete at the 1994 Winter Olympics. Again, they take place the last two weeks of February. There's really not enough time for legal proceedings to be brought. Although, the fact that this was one of the dumbest crimes ever committed means that actually... Galuli and Eckhart are able to be brought in pretty quickly as well as Shane Stant. At the 1994 Winter Olympics, Nancy Kerrigan manages to win silver and Tanya Harding finishes in eighth place. That doesn't really end the controversy. It only explodes it. Rather notably, Tanya Harding was dealing with a lot at the Winter Olympics. There was a constant media presence with hundreds of people following her. She also had a problem with equipment in one run and all these other things but the larger background to everything to do with the attack on nancy kerrigan tanya harding's poor finish at the Lillehammer olympics is that nancy kerrigan was the ice princess she was the chosen figure in u.s ice skating tanya harding was her greatest rival and her complete opposite whereas nancy kerrigan grew up well off was very tall brunette, carried herself gracefully. Tanya Harding did not grow up with means. 
Skating was kind of her way to be successful. And whereas Nancy Kerrigan was balanced and graceful and elegant, Tanya Harding was raw power and athleticism. Tanya Harding did things no one else had ever done. She did a triple axel when men were afraid to do it. She was an impressive athlete. And once Nancy Kerrigan was attacked, no one cared about any of that. It was amazing. People were obsessed by it. Nancy Kerrigan ended up on simultaneous covers of Time and Newsweek, which was a big deal in the pre-internet world. The other thing that happened is that after the Olympics, and as everything got sorted out, Tanya Harding became a pariah in skating. In terms of whether or not Tanya Harding had any role in the attack on Nancy Kerrigan, it might always be impossible to say. Because Jeff Galuli, her husband at the time, definitely carried it out with people that were constantly around her. But the actual crime of attacking Nancy Kerrigan is both an extremely stupid plan and extremely poorly executed that you have to wonder about what was really going on. This wasn't some grand scheme that perfectly pulled everything out. The idea that Jeff Galuli had was that he would be able to take out his wife's main competition in figure skating, and Tanya could go on, be the U.S. champion, have a clear path towards a medal at Lilyhammer. On the other hand, if he had been able to think through anything, he would have probably realized that Nancy Kerrigan wasn't exactly the kind of person that people just wanted to attack. People don't get that animated about famous figure skaters. Furthermore, the choice of attacker was obviously stupid by the fact that he was supposed to break Nancy Kerrigan's knee. Instead, he hits slightly above the knee and simply bruises her leg, meaning she can compete at the Olympics. One month later. He doesn't even cause that serious an injury. And the other thing that's really amazing about it is it happens in a public place. People see him. The reason they know it's Shane Stant is that it's kind of a crowded area. And he has to go through halls and people are like, yeah, it's the guy with the baton. And they find him. And they find out that he is close to Jeff Galuli and Sean Eckhart, who are always around Tanya Harding. Tanya Harding would not actually be charged with crimes related to carrying out the attack or planning it. Instead, by the summer of 1994, she had agreed to plead guilty to conspiring to hinder the prosecution. Basically, after the fact, she knew perfectly who had actually attacked Nancy Kerrigan. She didn't come forward. That's what she was charged with. But she also gets stripped of her 1994 U.S. championship. She cannot compete at the 1994 World Figure Skating Championships, and she cannot have any part in anything to do with the United States Figure Skating Association. This is really the big deal. She is banned for life from anything involving the USFSA. And even more importantly, this ban then extends to a lot of the pro circuit, which are really large-scale shows that go around. Because if the USFSA doesn't want anybody, these former amateur skaters and former gold medalists aren't going to put someone on their show. And this basically relegates Tanya Harding to a bizarre, C-list celebrity life. She almost certainly didn't want Nancy Kerrigan to be attacked. Again, it was pretty stupid. Also, anyone who is a highly competitive athlete wants to win as an athlete. And it's pretty clear that Tanya Harding didn't really know about it until the attack actually happened. 
She would later say in an autobiography that she had wanted to call the FBI, but that Jeff Galuli threatened her with a gun and then gang raped her along with two men she did not know. Who knows? Jeff Galuli naturally has denied these charges. Tanya Harding hasn't retracted them. But the larger point is, for some reason, Tanya Harding didn't want to tell authorities what was going on. And it comes back to this difference. Nancy Kerrigan would marry her agent. Tanya Harding married a guy who was a hanger-on, who came up with some great scheme that he thought would put his wife over the top and actually made her get banned from all figure skating for the rest of her life. And that's really the tragedy of Tanya Harding. She was with the wrong guy who did a very, very stupid thing. And furthermore, Tanya Harding was not what figure skating wanted. Figure skating was about being elegant and beautiful and graceful. Tanya Harding wore loud outfits and did routines to the Jurassic Park theme. That's who Tanya Harding was. Perhaps it's unsurprising that she ended up later in life releasing a sex tape, becoming a professional women's boxer, working in various kinds of reality television. That's kind of who she was from the start. And it's also exactly who she was forced to become because the United States Figure Skating Association banned her from all competitions. They shoved her out. And it wasn't Tanya Harding who wielded the baton. It wasn't even Tanya Harding who planned the attack. But people around her decided that the best way to improve Tanya Harding's career, wrongly and stupidly and tragically, was to have someone randomly attack her rival, Nancy Kerrigan, as she practiced for the United States Figure Skating Championships. Which is what happened today, January 6th in 1994. That will do it for today's episode, but as always, please check back in tomorrow for a brand new episode because... We are a daily history podcast, and that means that we put out a new episode every single day. And you can listen to all of our episodes on our website, ProductiveLeisureNetwork.com, and on iTunes and Stitcher. And if you're listening to us on either of those platforms, please subscribe to this podcast, leave a rating, and leave a review, because that is how you can help us get new listeners. You can also help us more directly by going to our Patreon page, Patreon.com slash Productive Leisure. Patreon is a crowdfunding site that allows you to give a small monthly donation rather than one big one-time donation that supports ongoing work like this podcasting network. And so if you are able to help us out at Patreon, you can not only allow us to keep doing this and add new podcasts in the future, but also get some of our special bonuses. So please go to patreon.com slash productive leisure today to help us out with that. And you can also follow us completely for free on Facebook and Twitter at Prod Leisure. Thanks for listening and see you tomorrow.